Hey, Smarty Pants, trusty narrator here, enjoying some nature as I paddle a canoe down one of my favorite streams. Have you ever been canoeing, Smarty Pants? If not, I highly recommend... Hmm, there seems to be something blocking the stream. Hey, who goes there? Is that beaver talking to me? Yeah, that's right. What do you want, pal? I got no time for chit-chat. I'm busy as a... Beaver. Right. Actually, I don't want anything from you. It's just, you seem to be blocking traffic here. No kidding. That's kind of the point. This is my dam. Ah, leave it to the beaver to build a dam. What can I say? Beavers build dams to create private ponds for ourselves. See? My beaver home, called a lodge, sits right smack in the middle of it. This way, no hungry beaver-eating land animals can get to me. Pretty smart, beaver. How'd you build your dam? Easy. I gnaw on a few small trees with my massive teeth until they fall. Then I drag them into place and fill any holes with branches, sticks, and mud. You can watch my how-to video on YouTube. Nice. Um, not sure if you're aware, but humans build dams, too. Oh, yeah? Ever built one as big as this beauty? Actually, yes. Here, I'll use my teleportation app to show you. Hang on, Beav. Whoa, what is this thing? This, my bucktooth friend, is the tallest man-made dam in the world. The Jinping One Dam in Sichuan, China. It is exactly 1,001 feet tall. I gotta say, that don't look like any dam I've ever seen. What kind of weird-looking trees did they use to build it? Oh, they didn't use trees. Human dams are made out of something called concrete. Concrete? Sounds hard to chew through. Yeah, not a good idea. Gee, I thought I was an expert at building dams, but clearly I got a lot to learn. Well, today's your lucky day. We're going to learn all kinds of cool things about dams. Like, why do people build dams? What different kinds of dams are there? And what makes the world's most famous dam one of the greatest engineering feats in history? Sounds like this will be the best dam episode ever. D-A-M, of course. (laughs) Absolutely. Get ready for another whiff of history and science on... Who's smarted? Who's smarted? smart? Is it you? Is it me? Is it science or history? Listen up, everyone. We make smarting lots of fun on Who's Smarted? Believe it or not, Mr. Beaver, this enormous Jinping One Dam is just one of many dams. Smarty Pants, see if you can guess how many dams there are in the world. Is it around A, 8,000, B, 80,000, C, 800,000, or D, 8 million. If you said there are around 800,000 dams in the world, you got it. Whoa. Wow, that's a lot of dams. But I'm confused. The pond created behind this dam is huge. But humans don't have hungry predators you need to protect yourself from. So why do you got to build all those dams? Well, first of all, we don't call the water held back by a dam a pond. We call it a reservoir. People use reservoirs for all kinds of things. Smarty Pants, which of these do you think we use the water in a reservoir for? Is it A, to water farmland? B, provide drinking water? 
Or C, water skiing? The answer is all three. <gasps> the oldest known dam is the Jawa Dam, which was built way back around 3000 BC in ancient Mesopotamia. By the way, even though it was called the Jawa Dam, it was not built by the Jawas from Star Wars. Mesopotamian farmers were able to reroute the water from the dam's reservoir into their fields to provide irrigation, which is a fancy word for watering plants. Pretty smart, human. I'd love to see some more dams. You got it, Beaver. Let's travel back in time. Welcome to Spain in the year 100 A.C.E. Ah, bueno. This is the Cornalvo Dam. It was built by the ancient Romans back when Spain was one of their provinces. And it is the oldest dam in the world still in use today. Talk about a well-built dam. The Romans used its water for irrigation, just like the Mesopotamians. But they also used some for drinking water and to fill their baths. Okay, but what about this water skiing you mentioned? Yeah, the Mesopotamians and ancient Romans didn't have motorboats, so no water skiing for them. Hey, look at me! I'm water skiing! Lift your tail! Lift your tail! Good idea! One side benefit of Dam's giant reservoirs is that they make great recreational areas where people can water ski, jet ski, sail, fish, swim, you name it. In fact, America's largest reservoir, Lake Mead, which was created by the Hoover Dam, is super popular for all of that kind of stuff. Hey, look at me! I'm water skiing again! But as fun as all that is, it isn't the main reason that we build dams these days. It's for energy. That's right. We can use dams to generate power from water. Any idea what we call that kind of power, Smarty Pants? Is it solar power, geothermal power, or hydroelectric power? The answer is hydroelectric. Good job if you got that, Smarty Pants. The prefix hydro means water. Dams currently generate about 15% of the world's electricity. That's more than the amount produced by nuclear and solar power combined. And many countries, including big ones like Canada and Brazil, get most of their electrical power from dams. So yeah, dams are a big deal. Hold on, you're telling me humans can use simple everyday water to turn on lights, cook food, and run washing machines? That sounds like magic. How do you do it? Well, all of the water being held back by a dam has what's called potential energy because the force of gravity is pulling it to go somewhere other than where it is right now. If we release some of that water through a huge pipe into the dam's powerhouse, it will turn the blades of a machine called a turbine, which looks kind of like a giant pinwheel, and that spins a generator that makes electricity. Cool. Hmm. Maybe I could build a generator and make electricity to watch TV in my lodge. Eh, you better off listening to podcasts. Too smart and... Anyway, Eager Beaver, that basically covers what our human dams do. I'm assuming each dam looks pretty much the same. Once you've seen one dam, you've seen them all. Actually, not at all. There's all kinds of different dams, but a few main types. The biggest, heaviest ones are called gravity dams, and they're just what they sound like. 
a huge concrete wall that uses its weight to resist the force of all that water pushing on it. You need to build a gravity dam on some seriously solid rock, or you're going to have a problem. Is the tallest dam in the world a gravity dam? No, actually, the Jinping One is an arch dam. What do you think an arch dam looks like, Smarty Pants? Is it A, curved like an arch and built into a canyon's walls? B, so tall that you have to arch your back to see the top of it? Or C, only built near a McDonald's? Okay, that was a gimme. It's A. They actually cut notches into the canyon walls for the arch dam to fit into. With that kind of dam, the pressure of the water ironically makes it stronger because it pushes it further into place against the walls. That's too bad. I could go for some Mickey D's. Anyway, what other kind of dams you got? Well, there's your buttress dam, which is a concrete slab reinforced by supports, and your embankment dam, which is made out of earth or rock. Because earth isn't as strong as concrete, those dams have to be super thick. Hey, that's kind of like my dam. Exactly. And some dams are a combination of types, including the most famous dam of all. My cousin Bucky's dam up the river? No. Smarty Pants, are there any dams you can think of by name? Call them out. Yep, I didn't hear too many. But I did hear a bunch of you say, the Hoover Dam. Oh yeah, I've heard of that. The Hoover Dam is part arch, part gravity dam. So, in... Arch Gravity Dam? Exactly. And it's also one of the greatest engineering feats of all time. Oh, yeah? How so? I'll show and tell you right after this quick break. Hi, Trusty here with a special message for all the parents and guardians listening. I know how important it is for your child to excel in every way possible, especially when it comes to education. Well, thanks to my friends at iXL, you don't have to go it alone. IXL is a personalized learning platform that's transforming the way children master everything from math to social studies. IXL's interactive courses and immediate feedback ensure learning is super engaging and accessible for every student, pre-K through 12th grade. Imagine that, a tool that grows with your child, offering personalized recommendations based on their progress. And we know it works because we've used it ourselves. Adam Tex Davis, co-creator of Who Smarted, used IXL to help his daughter stay on top of her schoolwork and excel in her classes. Backed by research, students who use the IXL program are more likely to get higher test scores because IXL functions like a tutor. And whether your child needs help with homework, classwork, test prep, or is looking for a challenge, IXL has you covered, and all of that at an affordable rate. A one-month subscription to IXL costs less than what most tutors charge for an hour. And one subscription is good for every child in your household. Join the millions of parents who trust IXL and make an impact on your child's learning today. Oh, and who smarted listeners get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when you sign up now at IXL.com smarted. Visit IXL.com smarted to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. IXL Learning. Inspire. Excel. Learn more at IXL.com. Hey there, smarty moms, dads, adults, and anyone who loves great food but doesn't always have the time or energy to grocery shop, prep, and cook a big meal. Well, take it from me, the trusty narrator. I found the perfect solution to having delicious, 
home-cooked meals without all the time and hassle. It's called Factor Meals. With Factor Meals, you can forget about all the shopping, chopping, or even washing dishes. That's because Factor's fresh, never-frozen meals arrive at your door ready to heat and eat in just two minutes. That's right. With Factor, you and your family are always just two minutes away from chowing down on chef-crafted, dietitian approved delicious gourmet meals. From Calorie Smart to Protein Plus to vegetarian to keto options, Factor has six menus guaranteed to meet your wellness goals. And with over 35 meal choices and 60 add-ons weekly, your taste buds will never get bored. I personally started ordering Factor meals last month for those busy days when I want a tasty lunch or dinner that fills me up and crushes my nutrition goals, but I only have five minutes to cook it. And Factor 100% delivers on time, every time. So head on over to factormeals.com slash smarted50 and use code smarted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code smarted50 at factormeals.com slash smarted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Now back to who's smarted. Okay, Beave, you ready to visit the most famous dam on the planet? Yeah. The one where they used as much concrete as it would take to build a sidewalk completely around the earth? Yeah. The one where they had to excavate more rock than it took to build the Great Wall of China? How many times do I gotta say yeah? Gotcha. We're going. Behold the Hoover Dam. Not far from Las Vegas, on the border of Nevada and Arizona. Yikes! How high up are we? 726 feet above the Colorado River. When it was built back in the 1930s, it was the world's tallest dam. And it was designed to last for 2,000 years. I like things that are built to last. The Hoover Dam was built for two main reasons. Number one, to help solve the Colorado River's flooding problem. And number two, to provide water and power to the millions of people pouring into the American Southwest. Today, it provides power to over one million homes, thanks to 17 generators that each weigh as much as, what, smarty pants? A whale? A fully loaded 747 airplane? Or the Empire State Building? The answer is B a fully loaded 747 airplane. That's about a million pounds, by the way, if you're keeping track. Wow. Must have taken a lot of people to build this thing. Only about 21,000, with 4,000 working at a time. Some had to scale these high walls on ropes to cut the notches for the dam. Others poured concrete, while others dug diversion tunnels. Diversion tunnels? Oh, tunnels to redirect the river so they could have a dry place to build the dam. It got as hot as 140 degrees inside those tunnels. Hey, try wearing a fur coat in the middle of August. Get this. They had so many people working on the Hoover Dam, they had to build a new city nearby just for them to live in. Wow, pretty cool. But I've got a question. Great, I love answering questions. Doesn't stopping up a whole river like that confuse the animals that live there? One day a salmon is swimming upstream. The next day there's a giant wall in their way. You're right, Beaver. 
Dams can harm fish and other wildlife by disrupting their ecosystem. Also, when a river first backs up and forms the reservoir, it can cause flooding, forcing animals to abandon their homes. So environmentalists are constantly working to pass laws to protect wildlife. Good. I'm glad somebody gives it. Beaver? Darn. I was going to say darn. Come on. Let's go water skiing. A super shout-out to superfan Vera Lynn in Vandalia, Missouri. We hear you think who's smarted is awesome. Well, we think you're pretty awesome too, smarty pants. This episode, Dams, was written by Steve Melcher and voiced by Taya the Bee of Garland and Jerry Colbert. Technical direction and sound design by Josh Hoover-Hahn. Who Smarted is recorded and mixed at the Relic Room Studios. Our associate producer is Max Kamaski. The theme song is by Brian Suarez, with lyrics written and performed by Adam Tex Davis. Who Smarted was created and produced by Adam Tex Davis and Jerry Colbert. This has been an Atomic Entertainment production.